Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by... Carrots, because they're good for your eyes. That's right. They help you see in the dark, if I remember correctly. They're orange. Uh Uh-huh. They are orange. And you know what? Funny story about... uh, They don't taste like an orange. Sometimes. It all depends. You could have a, a carrot that's shaped out of oranges. You know what else is orange? They make they make uh, ribs with uh, pork meat, so you know shaped with uh, shaped with a sandwich. What else is an orange? What do you mean make ribs with pork meat? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Okay, you know ribs how uh, are pork. You know pork how meat. you know how like you get a uh, you get a box of ribs, right? If you work at a at a McDonald's or a Subway, and you look on the side and it says shaped with pork meat. I don't eat those. Or something like that. Shaped with something. I'm not sure. I didn't know we were going to get that deep into this. I don't eat those. What else is orange? (laughs) Jail uniforms. Uh Uh-huh. And you know what else is orange? What else? The YouTube logo if you are colorblind. Um, So for our colorblind listeners that see things wrong, the YouTube logo is slightly orange. this, This pencil? orange mm-hmm what else uh that's really all i can think of banana banana and that was today's episode of those things are orange we'll see you guys next week <laughs> uh seriously though i do have a uh, i do have a story about our sponsor carrots all right if you uh if you eat carrots while you are on an antacid medication they come out in your poop and it looks kind of like blood but it's just carrots and i found that out the hard way and it was very scary i thought that i was pooping out horrible horrible chunks of blood but it was just carrots everything was fine and on that bombshell What is up? Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the show. This is the Natural Habitat Podcast, and my name is Mikey Booyah. Mike is buzzed all the time. Buzzed all the time. All the time. All of the damn time. And we are here on a beautiful Tuesday with you. Today is National Eyewear Day, so I hope you're wearing your eyewear. I know that I am. Uh, we both have sweet, sweet sunglasses and goggles on, as we, well as uh, contact lenses in our eyes. We have um, I have a monocle on underneath the sunglasses. I have a bionicle. A bionicle? It's my dick. Oh, shit. Well, 
We're set for sunglasses day. Wait, no, that's not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I got my glasses on now. All right, sweet. Uh, These are brought to you by YouTube. Mm-hmm. These are my new YouTube spectacles. I like them. They're actually called you- YouTube Bionicles. Did they send them? Uh, they sent them to you for? They're, they're the brand new thing. You know, like Snapchat's got glasses, and uh-huh. like Google Glass or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody's got glasses. Well, now YouTube's got glasses. Oh, so I got I got the first ones ever. So is this live on YouTube? This is exclusive. Exclusive on YouTube or everywhere? Yeah. Just in your glasses. Is it just for you to see? Because that that seems like just glasses to me. I no, think you might have got ripped off. No, they play whatever YouTube videos I want in the glasses. Oh, I see. I I could like put one here and like one here. I could have like two different videos playing at once. Uh-huh. People think people think I'm like. So for people that can't see where you're pointing, that are just listening, you said you could put one here in your mouth and then one here and you point it at your butt. No, 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 bro. Just to be no. clear, just because, you know, it's an audio-visual thing, there's these barriers that are broken. No. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't believe that those barriers exist in uh, spectacle frames. Well, we'll let the listener judge. So, uh... That's dope, they man. Clearly, here I was talking. About. <laughs> okay, calm down, calm down. <laughs> um, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been doing this thing lately, where I, uh, where I smoke a lot of, uh, smoke a lot of weed and I smoke a lot of hash. I don't know if you're familiar with that lifestyle, but I've been super high lately, and I was tripping out the other day on exponential growth because I heard somewhere that you could uh, fold a piece of paper a ridiculously low amount of times and it'll reach to the moon. That was a myth. Uh, it actually turns out that it's for real. No, somebody busted it already. They just used a big-ass piece of paper. And, and, they how- folded, and they folded it seven times and it was only, like, not that big. <clears throat> yeah, but seven times ain't shit because that's the no. whole... No, look, that's the whole that's- point of this. That's what they're saying. How many times? They're saying it's impossible to fold it more than seven times. Yeah, if you could, then the exponential growth is the part that our brains don't understand. Your brain can't comprehend exponential growth. And every time that you double it, you double what it is. Instead of just adding a couple more pieces of paper, it doubles and then doubles that and then doubles that and then doubles that and then doubles that. So seven times was pretty big compared to one sheet of paper. You think about how thin a piece of paper is, and then when they folded it seven times, it was you know pretty big, like brick-sized. And 41 times will get you halfway to the moon. So 42 times will make it to the moon. So it takes less and less each time. And from what I researched and looked up, this shit is... 100% for real. And it only takes like a hundred and uh, a hundred and something times will be the size of the universe. And exponential growth is a trip. And no matter how high you get and how much you look into it and how many smart YouTube videos you watch from Vsauce, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I feel like the paper is a bad analogy. I feel like... Uh, uh, that the growth is easily explained that way with math, but um, trying to make it 
a piece of paper kind of throws you off because then you're just imagining like this giant paper that's universe size. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know, man. It's still a trip. Yeah. Well, math is a trip. Yeah, it, you're right. It, it, it's, it's crazy that I, that I can understand it but can't understand it, no matter how much I can't envision the paper. Because you can't envision the paper, so that's why. You're right. It's because it's, imp- it's an impossible thing to envision. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, no more maths on the podcast, bro. Okay. We did this before, remember? Uh, no, I'm, I'm great at math. You speak no. for yourself because I just schooled that. No. 41, halfway, one <laughs> more, full <laughs> way. <laughs> Look it up, people. Educate yourselves. It's a real thing. Okay, okay Kevin Hart. Okay, now it's, it's good because we are here today to talk about things that may are or may un- not be... Not ununderstandable? They are ununderstandable, and they may or may not be real things. They may be fact-based in fiction. Theoretical. Fiction-based in fact. Hypothetical. That is for you to decide. Highly pathetical. Uh-huh. Hip-hop anonymous. <laughs> Hip- hip-hop? Hip-hop anonymous? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're about to get deep into some mysteries of histories, that's for sure. And we both have hash on top of weed in bowls so that is also probably should be stated right off the top all right that we are smoking in an unconventional way unconventional i don't know i'm not a i'm not a you're not a linguist you're not a mathematician Uh, i'm not i'm not a dictionarian (laughs) (laughs) okay all right uh we are here and we are smoking in a strange and unconventional way. We're and on a mystical, magical journey mm-hmm. all, the, all the way to Mars. That's right. Because I believe that you shared this with me. You don't remember doing it. but I, I remember. You, uh, you shared this thing that was something about, uh, something about this guy, uh, Werner von Braun, who... The, the Nazi. Uh-huh. The, the Nazi, that's right. That's why you've had Nazi written on the board up in the studio for the past five months. It's not up there. Uh, well, not anymore because now we're talking about it. So Werner von Braun wrote a book back in, uh, in the 50s that was entitled The Mars Project. And yeah. it uh, told the story of a manned mission to Mars to go create a settlement. It was led by someone, a leader called the Elon and he was, uh, I guess we should probably go into the background of Werner so well, that we yeah, can better yeah. understand if the you book. Don't, if, you, if you don't know, he's the fucking rocket scientist that we stole from Germany. Uh-huh. And that's really it. He, uh, he, he you was, know the rest. Yeah, he was a crazy rocket scientist. He supposedly disapproved of military use of rockets and was all about space exploration. So he surrendered willingly to American troops in 1945, moved to Alabama, and started designing rockets and shit. And, Created NASA. Mm-hmm. And started every, writing fictions. Yeah, the whole the whole space program that we have is because of him. It's a trip. So 
he uh, he wrote this book that was a fictionalized version of a technical manual of how to get to Mars. It talked about how big the ships needed to be, how to create airlocks, what kind of suits you would need, how much fuel you would need, all that shit, right? Yeah. It went all it the way. It's an instruction yeah, it's like, manual. It's like you said, it's like an instruction manual or like a fucking like a tutor lesson on like how to fucking get your Mars shit together. <laughs> right? I yeah. mean like we at that point we didn't even get to the moon yet. And this guy's already planning our Mars missions. And think that's the thing. Yeah. He we took him and we fucking kidnapped his ass in 1945, and then in 1949 he's already making this book. Yeah. And p- predicting the fucking future, by the way. Yeah. You know, it's like this guy straight up uh, Edgar Casey'd his way into the future um, without even knowing it, and the book takes place in the 80s. Right? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. I don't know, but uh. All I know is he fucking was a smart dude, and we really haven't had those caliber of smart dudes since. Because if you look at what we've done since, um, we we went to the moon, and then since then we haven't really done shit. We've like you know we send a lot of fucking we do a lot of missions. Of like sending robots places, but people wise, we haven't done a lot of shit besides go to the space station. Yeah, that's true. We uh, we've stayed like underneath a certain level ever since then. We haven't even left. Because so, of uh, the Van Allen belts. Uh huh. That radiation, and you know, according to uh, according to fuckboy. Uh, Fucking what? Don Cheadle or whatever his name is. We used to have the the technology to get to the moon, and now we don't. What's Don, his name? Don Pettit. Don Pettit is what it is. He's, I was halfway he's there. A, he's an astronaut. Uh huh. Okay. He's been to the space. Been to the space. All right. I have a. I got this clip that kind of sums up this book and the connection to our modern day, the Elon. Okay. In recent years, entrepreneur Elon Musk has put himself at the forefront of the emerging commercial space industry with his company SpaceX enjoying multiple orbital rocket launch successes. As I typed this into my speaking spell just because, you know, I'm feeling a little sick right now. So I just want to keep the stress. Keep the stress off my vocal cords. I'm going to drink this tea. I'm going to type this up because my hands aren't sick at all. My hands are great. Clickety-clap all day. Can we hear it? The development of their self-returning reusable rocket systems just last year musk and so. big when discussing the future of space travel <laughs> i oiled these up saying really it good. was his goal to yeah. see a million people living on mars within 50 years but with a population that large the logistics and planning wouldn't just involve space travel but would also have to take into consideration a variety of social economic and political factors for instance who would be in charge who would be mayor or governor or president of the red planet never fear the answer may have already been given to us in 1949 rocket scientist Werner von braun former nazi rocketeer soon to be nasa's star rocket designer 
wrote a science fiction book about humanity's first mission to Mars. Von Braun put his considerable technical knowledge to use, according to many reviewers, perhaps adding too much detail, in writing Project Mars, a technical tale. In his story, set in the 1980s, ten large spaceships make the journey, a project which required upwards of 1,000 flights into Earth's orbit in order to build, supply and fuel these ten ships, and it is an international, cooperative project. By Chapter 22 of Von Braun's novel, the human visitors have discovered a peaceful indigenous civilization that resides underground on Mars, remembering when he wrote it, little was known about the planet's habitability. And then, in Chapter 24, we are given an outline of how Mars is governed by this civilization. It's here that we come across a wonderfully surprising discovery. The Martian government was directed by ten men, the leader of whom was elected by universal suffrage for five years and entitled Elon. Two houses of parliament enacted the laws to be administered by the Elon and his cabinet. The upper house was called the Council of the Elders and was limited to a membership of 60 persons. Each okay, we're getting into spoilies here for people that want to read the book. <laughs> but, uh, so that was, it was a coalition of all countries, 10 ships, all went to Mars and found some civilization underground because there was no atmosphere, which wasn't known at the time that he wrote it. And that's, uh, it's like, he's, he's on like some Edgar Casey level like foreseeing the future type shit. Well, that that that's what it seems to be, right? Like that's what it looks like to us at the time. It could have been pure imagination. It could have been like maybe a dream he had, some type of foresight. It could have been a fucking vision. It could have been, uh, you know, who knows? Because people like come up with their ideas in like random settings in different ways all the time. Like, everybody's different, you yeah. know, like. It could be in just a conversation like we're having, or it could be like, you know, anything, anything like things trigger things too, you know? So like maybe fucking, but he, he had a lot of shit right. And, uh, it's really weird. It like seems like a coincidence. Um, but you know, from things that we've seen coincidences kind of don't really exist you yeah. know it's not it's not really a thing things come in to be f after they're set in motion by their original thought or like being said or whatever you know it's like yeah once, it's like they they thunk it into reality yeah <laughs> once the idea is out there in the universe then it's only a matter of time before it happens and which is so strange, which to me is like, God damn, we're in a simulation. Yeah, it's I was like, just going to say that. <laughs> it's so, it's like, what, what other way could you explain that? Or like, what other, what other way could that ever be even a possibility? You know, it, it really has to be something like that because things, Things can't just keep happening like that all the time, you know? Like, things can't just always be coincidence. Things can't always just keep re repeating and happening over and over. Things can't fucking, you know? Uh-huh. You would, you would assume that there has to be, like, a set rules or, like, a set base of everything for the universe. Everything has to apply to everything, but it doesn't. 
It's like, it's like uh, with parallel universes and multiverse and all these things. It's like shh, everything can do whatever it wants to do. Yeah. It's like it's alive. It's like it's like, which to me seems like a fucking computer. Like a you know, yeah. it's like a it's like an algorithm. We're just running ideas. We're fucking, <laughs> we're creating ideas and running fucking simulations yeah i think there is like a collective consciousness and that people can will things to happen you know because i've yeah. i've definitely seen it happen a lot and the simulation thing i that's one of the things that i trip out on the most with like the mandela effect simulation and wondering if all of this is fake and sometimes i'll trip on like how uh like the theory that every moment is all that there is like there's just this moment that everything that we remember never really happened and everything that we're looking forward to isn't going to happen. The universe just congealed into this and then is going to go away in a, in a couple seconds and it's going to be gone. And I trip out on things like that all the time. But I went into, uh, I went into this local establishment uh, recently and it wasn't the regular one that I go to. It was on the other side of town. Never go in there. It was this place uh, called Tacos Bell, and it, they sell like burritos, tacos, and stuff. But it's like not real Mexican style burritos and tacos. But I just went in there for a quesadilla. Go up in there, uh, give the lady my order, give her my money, and she goes, "All right, your order number is two seventy one." I remember it, two seventy one. I was like, "Sweet." So I go and sit down, looking at my order number, blah 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 waiting uh the kid young kid he's like 15 or whatever comes out uh has my bag looks up at the screen and he goes michael and hands it to me and i was just like and i thought about it and i know that i'm high and stuff all the time but i absolutely did not give my name i didn't pay with my card i paid with cash nobody knew me there and i got a number an order number but then they gave me my order by my name as if I had given them my name because they do that a lot at places too. So it was this weird kind of mix-up in the simulation, and I think I caught it. And I'm going to get it, and this is all Westworld. Yeah, that is very and, – and it's real. You know, the thing about simulation theory, though, it's a slippery slope. It's like yeah, if, it <laughs> if, you, if you believe in one – uh -huh. And you gotta believe in the rest, and then it's like okay, yeah. and then and so once you get down to the simulation, then it's like okay, who's running the simulation? Mm -hmm. And then and then once you get in those terms, and you're thinking like okay, who runs the simulation? Then you then you're on like a religious level after that, and you're like okay, is it God? <laughs> yeah, it gets really deep because then once you start thinking about that, then it breaks down everything else. Everything else kind of doesn't let's make say, sense. Let's say that you do think that, or that that is a plausible um, scenario in the instant, and you're like, okay, maybe this guy, maybe you, but then you meet this person who, who runs the simulation when you break through. Then are they still God? Or were they just fucking the puppet master? Yeah, like, are you guys on the same level now, on the same plane? It. 100% because like it can't create itself
Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, that's what I. That's why I said the thing about the weed and the hash earlier. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm serious. Like, no, like, I know. If, if it is a simulation, somebody made the fucking simulation. Somebody's running the program. If that somebody is who you think God is, and we do break through the simulation like these guys want to do, and we find out who this is pulling the strings, then things change a little bit. It's uh-huh. a new scenario, you know? Yeah, well, what if what if we find out that once we get out of the simulation that this person is in a simulation and it goes Mul- deeper? Multiverse. Yeah, because look at this. Uh, my girlfriend plays Sims on her phone. She gets like super down on it, and these people have fucking dreams and life goals and fucking have all these jobs and all these things that she sends them on. Well, now these people have phones, and they're on their phones, like sitting sitting at home on phones and on tablets and shit. And I'm thinking, like, what are they doing on their phones? Like, if this person in this Sims game, this fake person, is living their life and has life goals and has all these things programmed into their head... And they're sitting there on their phone, and what if there is some sort of little tiny computer program running in there that is a game that they're playing on their phone that's yeah, living that's, someone else's life? That's that's a good analogy. Mm-hmm. It's like lamb and tuna fish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, seriously though, that's perfect, and we're gonna save that for another episode because I have another episode about programming coming up. That we're gonna have to jump into. That's gonna be awesome. Oh shit! Awesome. So let's get back to Mars. Yeah. So uh, I have. Uh, there was a lot of talk of Mars way before we even landed on the moon or started this moon mission. And one of these things was uh, Disney, Mister Good Old Mister Walt Disney, uh, started hosting his own television show in the mid 50s and this was an episode that came out in uh on december 4th 1957 and it was called mars and beyond and he uh i haven't really watched a lot of it but this is on youtube and it's about an hour long and it's a tv special all about man going to mars so uh i'm gonna play a clip from this and this is about the surface of mars Uh, released in 1957. Even though scientists think Martian conditions are severe, they believe that if man journeyed to Mars, he could survive here with moderate protection. He would need his own oxygen supply and some sort of protective covering. But life could be almost normal within pressurized houses and pressurized cities. Today, as we face the serious problems of overpopulation and depletion of natural resources, <laughs> the possibility of Mars becoming a new frontier is of increasing importance in our plans for the future. Dang. Boom. Did you see that? They lived under a dome. Yep. Did you see that? Boom. That looked like uh, they could live under an ocean. Oh, uh, yeah. They're good. That- that looked like exactly like uh, a type of like we could we could live under our ocean right now with this uh, system exactly like that. Let's see, uh, the world population in 1957 was two billion. Huh? 
coming up on three billion people. And they were like, look, man, it's overpopulation is getting crazy. Here we are four billion more later. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Yep. So uh, this next thing is a clip that we found recently, like a couple months ago. And this is some sort of leaked footage from NASA of a supposed mission to Mars. Don't forget the allegedly's. Okay. Supposed All these things. An allegedly's and allegedly's. Alleged mission to Mars. This says it's Project Red Sun 1973 ISV Columbus. You can just look up ISV Columbus on YouTube and you'll see the video. Project Red Sun sounds like an official file folder project. Mm-hmm. You gotta unmute it. Uh, I didn't, uh, this one doesn't have any audio because it kind of just plays some weird music and then there's a screeching sound. That probably well, be horrible. Let's let's walk them through it. All right. right now, they're on day ten. Okay, let's go back, go back, go back. Okay, right now they're taking off. Welcome to the ISV Columbus. Okay, they're outside of Earth. Uh huh. We could see Earth. We could see half the Earth, like we would see half the Moon. Uh huh. Half the Earth is in the shadow. Yeah. Other half's exposed. Looks like a little uh little marbly ball Earth. Like your standard, uh, your standard Earth from space, Earth and the Moon, day ten. Okay, ten days away. Okay, that is a trip. Uh huh. Here's footage of the Earth with the Moon orbiting around See, it. And this is all I want, really. That's crazy. Look at how fucking this is, close it this is. is. This is all I want. It's like a, a real life version of this. Okay, I'm not saying this is real, but I'm saying like this is what I want. I want somebody to go far enough away from both. Let's do this experiment. Yeah. Go far enough away and bring a fucking camcorder and shit or a live stream. That's even better. Well, that's that's you what know? we're that's what we're doing with. Uh... No, it ain't. That the, the space station live stream isn't shit. No, that's what we're doing that's... with with Mars. Is we're trying to go away because it's hard to. Uh, I guess they sh- they should have done it with New Horizons. They should have had a camera pointed back. They did have one, and they took a picture of the other side of fucking Pluto. But uh, they should have had a camera pointing back, taking constant pictures of the Earth. Are those pictures not around? Because I didn't see any of look them. Look at that. What is that? I feel like they only released so many. Yeah, look. So now they're coming up on uh, a red planet, what appears to be Mars. Is Wait. outside of the space uh, capsule, whatever it is they're in. Is that looking moving? I think it's, it's, uh, it's the glass. It's something on the glass that's in front of it because it looks like it looked like it looked like the surface of it was moving hella okay fast. look at that thing you see that thing right there supposedly that's a fucking canyon uh-huh that's like the grand canyon of mars or whatever yeah that's the real thing yeah that's a real place they say so what this does and i urge you to if you're on a computer or on your phone and you're not driving or busy to check out this video, ISV Columbus, on YouTube, and you be the judge. Yeah. Wait a minute, they're casting a giant shadow. Was that their shadow, or was that a piece of the ship? Uh, 
No, I was probably the shit about that. But it looks like there's some clouds or something. Some yeah. type of something. What this does... Look at that. It's, see up there on the left? Yeah. That's, I think that's, that's just part of the window. Looks like a shadow, though. But <laughs> I was like, wait. I think that, if anything, what this does is it makes me question the footage of the moon landing. Because it looks identical in quality. It doesn't look like it is... It, it looks... It looks the same. It looks like the same, the quality I would expect from a it camera. Looks, it looks time. like some shit we've never fucking seen before, though. Yeah. You know, like, this doesn't look like any place we know of. This is definitely not a place on Earth. Yeah, and what is this? This is snow. John Snow. That's crazy. That's a fucking plateau. That's nuts. That's fuck. So, you know, all these things, uh, all these things make you make you question the space around our planet. It's a crazy place. So originally we were tripping out that Werner von Braun wrote this fictional book that was like saying that in the future there's going to be somebody named Elon who's going to take us to live on Mars. And this shit all came true. Uh-huh. Elon Musk was born. He fucking was rich as fuck and ran shit like a G. Started SpaceX and is planning on having a million people colonize Mars by fucking 2030, which I think is, like, uh, not going to happen. But um, anyways, if anybody could do it, it's somebody with enough wealth. They could do it themselves, yeah. you know, and uh, it's going to be somebody who can really, f it's like, you know, Donald Trump became president. He paid his way through himself, you know, uh, Elon Musk wants to go to Mars. All he has to do is pay his way himself, right? So like we're, we're tripping on that, that he predicted the future and then saying that we're taking us to Mars. Now, we know that there's already plans for NASA to go to Mars. There's been lots of plans over the years for NASA to try to go to Mars, but we didn't know if they've ever really tried to go already. And that's the thing with uh, the moon, right? The race to the moon was like, we got to get there first. Yeah. To, sh to show like superiority and to like make sure that we're not losing anything by like somebody finding some shit before we find some shit or like you know whatever the me meaning or reasoning was behind it who knows uh what it was because maybe it was all trivial anyways maybe maybe the fact of going was like more than they ever realized you know so it's like we're tripping out on like how to get there we're tripping out on like already fucking almost going there in the, in the short amount of time and now we're tripping out on other people telling us that we already been there and we found this video that shows that these guys went in what year 73 yeah something like that and that set has a real project name uh-huh it has uh, a real like mission and space shuttle name it's it's uh it fairly new to us When's the upload on that? And I'm sure that that's not even like 
Anyways, let's say let's say that let's say that this was real, and they did go in '73. Um, that's still not that long ago, but kind of a long time for us to be in the dark, right? Yeah, definitely. This was uh, looks like four four years ago. So yeah, that's fucking still forty years, dude. That we already supposedly went. Yeah, I don't know, man. And then we have things like this. Here was uh here was an interview with Gene Cernan, who was uh one of the first guys to walk on the moon, right? Was he on? Yeah. He was on like the the moon landing trip. He's one of the guys whose name nobody remembers. Yeah. The guy Who that's went not, first? The guy that's not Buzz Aldrin. Neil, Neil Armstrong went first. Yeah. And this guy was on the same one? Uh, I think so. I don't know. Uh, All right. He was... What? You got it? Yeah, it says he was on Apollo 17... And he was um, the 11th person to walk on the moon and the last man to re-enter the lunar module. And he says as of 2017, he's the last man to have ever walked on its surface. Dang. So he was the last man on the moon. Yeah. Crazy. So this was an interview with him. They're talking about Buzz Aldrin, uh, the future of the space program and how we need to get up in there. Get up in that, get balls deep up in space is what Balls Balls Aldrin was saying. Balls to the walls. And this is what Gene Cernan said. Well, Buzz and I have disagreed on a lot of things, and it's certainly that one. Although I, 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 Buzz does want to go back to Mars, and I, I support that, but I, I believe we should do it. Buzz wants to what? That one, although I, 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 Buzz does want to go back to Mars, and I, I support that, but I, I believe we should do it in a logic, logical stepping stone process. And he's like, fuck, he's all fucking stumbling over his words now, and he's like, man. So, keep playing it, keep playing it. The end of this year, the space shuttle is to be retired, and we have a space station. It's the only game in town. It's a scientific laboratory. Uh, that yet has to produce the results that I think a lot of people said it would. And we're, we're not going to have any way to get there. to that. No, no, you know, right, uh, right, we're right, going to... Well, uh, <laughs> stuff like that, you know, adds fuel to the conspiracy fire, you know, and it's like, um, we find a video, videos are faked all the time. Yeah. We find an interview... Interviews are faked all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, we find another interview, uh, same thing. Interviews are faked all the time, whatever. But um, some things you can't fake, like your your slips like that. Let's say that was a Freudian slip, right? I mean, like that, I don't know if you could fake those. I mean, you can if you, if you plan it out that way, but uh it seems like the guy just let it slip and he's like wants to go back to mars yeah and i don't i don't think he like maybe meant it that way <laughs> i'm just speculating as if uh we never been there 
That's what I'm speculating as. But yeah. you know, there's plausible speculation on both sides, and that and that's the thing that makes these so hard to think about because of you know we've been told one thing for so long, and we expect that thing to be a reality, and um, there's there is no instances of the government ever lying to us at any like one time like we've constantly proved them in lies over and over and over and over and over again and um it wouldn't i wouldn't put it past them to have already sent some type of mission somewhere you know like um of course yeah of course of course be secretive about it of course fucking have had somebody on the moon before they said so of course maybe send somebody to mars already back before um people got scared to do shit of course you know look at look at the way our military runs the planet right now you know in the way that um we've had stealth technology since the 70s and shit too you know we've had all these things forever so it's like um yeah that's how you that's how you that's how you do it efficiently is you let all the people of your country know hey look at this new shit we have this new awesome stuff that we made so they're like cool we're on the cutting edge when really, so that your enemies don't get, you know, a one-up on you, you still have shit from 20 years ago that you're still working on, still doing, still creating. It makes sense to kind of do shit behind closed doors and make sure that everything's gravy before you make the big announcement that we're going to go do this. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think it's really hard, dude. It's really hard to decipher like who makes the calls, who fucking is the is the, you know, overlord that decides all these things and who who decides who gets what information, you know? It's like uh-huh. I I have this feeling that um the government uses kid gloves with us as part of a system that's been handed down to them that's that's always worked throughout time, you know, like you you don't incite panic by fucking keeping the truth to yourself. You know, you got to you gotta just, you, things are like need to know. You know what I mean? Like the general population didn't need to know because they could have like incite some type of fucking panic, Orson Welles era panic, you know, that all they did was a radio show and had people like thinking the world was ending. And, yeah. you know, if you tell people, hey, we're going to Mars, and then people start speculating on the possibilities of what could happen between there and here and like all the things that could go wrong and the things that could potentially go wrong when they come back and like you know um it it could uh incite some type of fucking pandemonium you know it could be a problem so yeah we're talking like we're talking men in black rules will smith to where it's like, like you can't tell the people it's easier exactly so so it, it causes these dilemmas uh-huh. you know these these internal dilemmas of of like who to believe or what to believe or like um is it for a real reason or is it just for a money reason is it for a fucking you know you, you never know why or like you know what are the determining factors and what information we get yeah but this is for you to decide it could be all propaganda. This could be some fake ass shit. Yeah. Of course, of course it is. But uh, you know, it's good to speculate. I mean, two. Here, play the fucking Buzz Aldrin shit. What's he talking about? 
to have come along in my career to have been a part of a great team effort that resulted in success six out of seven times we landed successfully I wanted to be a part of that and I was a part of that so my personal feeling is is of great gratefulness for having somehow been in a position to have been given the opportunity to be on that first landing that that's a marvelous experience for a little kid that grew up in in New Jersey so I'm he's excited you know I would be too uh-huh so you know it's uh it's hard to dispute it when you uh when you see the excitement in his face and you're like man I know I didn't share the screen and you didn't see it but I saw it and he was very excited and then again but then he like punched that guy what are what are your th that doesn't mean anything <laughs> okay what are your thoughts on the prospect of Mars in general like do you think it's a plausible idea do you think we should go there and pop populate it do you think it's even possible to go there do you do you, you know what I'm saying like there's so there's so many questions I have a million fucking questions yeah Eddie Eddie Bravo's got a fucking few <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, Joe Rogan's got questions you know I think you've got questions we've all got questions on like on like um all of it really like is it a possibility are we technologically advanced enough to even do that like the, to get the shit there that we need in the first place and then to take us there and then to like do we have the resources to like build the shit and get it out to space and then get it to there do we even have the fucking you know like I think that SpaceX is proving things possible. Yeah. By by having rockets that could reland because then you can obviously take off again. So yeah. I like that. But how do you how do you send fuel to a fucking other planet and have that land safely so you could refuel when you get there to be able to leave again? How do you fucking, you know, like what else do you do then? Do you like do you create a fuel making machine? So, like that was one possibility I heard to where they send some fucking machine out that can um, take uh, helium and um, and some other gas and make uh, rocket fuel out of it. Yeah. And and just use the, what's out there to replenish the rockets instead of fucking you know sending some out there. You know what I mean? And and these are just like. Two, these are just like two small things, you know. Th think about like the what's what's gonna be there. We don't even know like what's there. Supposedly we have these fucking rovers there that are doing little jobs or whatever, doing stuff, but they're not relaying any physical information that we can know. Like you know, like yeah, they're, they're just collecting stuff for later. Yeah, we don't know if there's fucking microbes or like disease or fucking uh bacteria or like we don't know if there's any like other fucking flash words of things that we should be worried about and i guarantee there is you know you can't have you can't have a planet void of life it's impossible to have something void of life like no matter what it is whether it's a fucking asteroid 
or a comet or a planet or a fucking speck on the speck on a speck on a speck <laughs> on a speck. You know, like Bill Nye says, I mean, like, well, you're going to find some type of life on it or whatever it is. So it's a huge risk. I think I think their idea is right. You know, like you gotta whatever people you send there, you gotta leave them there. You can't bring them back. Yeah, I think that's because the way. That's the way to start it. They're gonna be contaminated after that. They're their own people. Then yeah. you can't fucking you can't bring a motherfucker back until you set up a full fucking contamination unit or whatever. And then you can't even do that unless you like uh, stop the ship at the space station and then fucking decontaminate again and bring a fucking uh, earth ship that's parked at the station to come back to earth you know what I'm saying like you can't even bring one ship from the other one from one place to the other because it'll be contaminating it immediately yeah well it's like I think that uh, I can't think- pollinate can't cross pollination man <laughs> time will tell I don't know, bro. I Future generations will find out. I think that uh, I think that it's definitely crazy. There's people that are smarter than us that are thinking of all these things, and I think that the way that the way that we're starting it is good. People just going there and staying there, and I think that it's fascinating because once it's it's like some science fiction shit of colonizing another planet. Once it does happen, and once they start building big dome structures that people can move into and then it starts getting cheaper and cheaper and then companies how i mean there's probably already uh, all those things are obsolete already because now they have inflatable huts that they're sending they say they even have uh, inflatable um, rooms on the space stations now where they just fucking hook up this thing and then and it inflates this fucking room on it and that you could live in hell yeah That'd be so So, creepy. (laughs) Yeah, so like you shoot a fucking million inflatable things, and then they fucking bounce. They blow up, like inflate before they hit the ground, and then they just bounce into place. Yeah. And you got all these fucking things sitting there. One's got something in it, and that's how they sent the fucking rovers. Apparently, they like. Yeah, they had them in little fucking bubble things. Yeah. So, um, those can't be that much. Those things got to be like lightweight. Yeah. Anything, anything inflatable has got to be lightweight, you know. So, uh, generator, whatever, to inflate the motherfuckers, probably not that much, you know. Like, uh, I think, I think man's biggest problem, one hundred percent, right now, is still the fuel issue, and it's because uh, it takes too much fuel to get anything anywhere, and it outweighs everything. Yeah, but. There's uh, there's already people working on new forms of propulsion in space and zero gravity. So, I mean, that's what I was going to say is that there's probably already a company, either a car company or a private company, that's designing a car that can propel itself in zero gravity or some sort of personal spacecraft. And then 100 years down the road from that, we're living Star Wars life. Zooming around but, in the fucking skies from planet to planet. Yeah, but you got to remember, dude, Star Wars even has its own propulsion. You can't get, you can't go to a planet and then get back off of it because that planet's going to have gravity. It's going to be like ours. Yeah. So well, you're going to run into the same exact problem. Flying right, in space all right, is all, all right. good. Anybody can fly in space, right? What if we have orbiting gas stations 
that are giant fuel tanks that are orbiting planets. We'll have one orbiting Mars. That's that, what they're that's what they're proposing. That way you could dock up to that, fuel gotta, up, go down, have enough gas to blast off. Gas blast. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta in my mind in my mind I think that there's no other alternative than solar. I think that solar energy will will eventually propel every fucking thing we do in life. Every single thing. Everything else makes zero sense. We have an abundance of unlimited free energy. Yeah. We just we just don't know how to harness it enough yet. And soon, you know, if if that's what everybody focuses on, I think it will unlock the keys to the universe, you know? Like that's what's gonna be. As soon as we can figure out how to make a sun thrust our fucking fat ass off the planet the rest is autopilot you uh -huh. know what i mean and that's really what it comes boils down to is it's going to be like psh, hey maybe that's it maybe solar powered steam engines hey maybe <laughs> who knows you know but think about that like you got to think in those terms of and and that's really what it's going to be the keys to the universe are in the power of the giant fucking power balls that we have floating around us everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's like fucking, we got a power up station right there. Every fucking solar system has its own power station. All you got to do is fucking charge up from one to get yeah. to the other. Those are, all not, those are all gas stations a, out there. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like everyone you go to has an amount of power and then like you really need nothing else. One can get you to the next one just by the power of light itself, you know? So it's like, it's, it's there at our fingertips any anything else is just an excuse to make money and to fucking you know to downplay um humans capabilities i think you know it's like yeah it, everything's unexcusable we have it all right here the sun we have the sun i think that uh i think that we're gonna see all these things not all of them but we're gonna see some of these things in our lifetime and well i, I hope we I just made it happen now because we just said it we put it out there Let's echo the waves. Everybody spread your butterfly wings and wave them a couple times. Wow. <laughs> Let, let's see if we can fucking affect the change. You yeah. Know? Uh, I don't know, man. I hope the, the future is as bright as the sun. Yep. I say it all the time, but we're, uh, we're in a, it's a crazy time to be alive, man. We're lucky. Yeah, no doubt. We're like, it's crazy to see all this shit. Anything, every, any person ever could have imagined is happening now. Yeah, I could only I, I could only Any imagine time ever like, in the past, you know. I can only imagine growing up, like, you know, if I grew up like in the forties, fifties, sixties, saw these awesome things, and then now my life was almost over and shit was just popping off. Even though a lot of cool shit happened then, and it would have been cool to see all that, there was like. There's so many fucking things that have happened in the past six months. And there's 12 things that have happened in between the 20s and the 70s. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's definitely a crazy time to be alive. So we're like, It's like we're caught up. Like we're riding the wave of the universe. Yeah. We caught, we caught up. And you just we're got up. We're in the set. We're just fucking stood riding the board. wave. Yeah. Shh, we're catching it. As and now happening. you're just floating. That's it. Everything else before us was like, no idea. They were just floating. So get your asses out there. Explore the universe. Catch that See wave, See what the world brother. has to offer. Catch that wave. We got a new outro song. Do we? Yeah, I'm going to rock this shit. You ready? 
I'm swimming, bro. You got waves on your shirt, too. That's pretty dope. What? Uh-huh. Uh -huh. bombs. Oh, I never stopped this. All right. Peace out, everybody. Natural Habitat Recordings.